Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Fired up for the start of the season. We got a bunch of stuff for you. Hugh picks, some news that matters, some news that doesn't. Uh, by the way, Nike's smarter than you. Remember that. Oh, yeah, and John Gruden's right. I'll tell you why. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking. We're fired up for the start of the NFL season. Woo! That's an understatement. Uh, that's like when someone says they're fired up for breakfast and they haven't eaten in 40 days. For us, it's been about 120. I don't really know how long NFL season goes while being off. Too long. Too long. But there's a draft, there's free agency, and there's just mild speculation leading right up to the first game because everyone's undefeated. Even Bills fans right now are like, oh, we haven't lost. Maybe we made the playoffs <laughs> last year. Yeah. Not going to happen. This Enjoy year. it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Andy Dalton. Yeah. Nathan Peterman, our library cops, but name is Starter. There we go. Um, but you know what? I see it. He's got an arm. That's why uh, an NFL coach who gets paid millions of dollars while they were in playoff contention last year benched Tyrod Taylor, a healthy Tyrod Taylor, to start some guy named Nathan Peterman. I don't know what that means. I'll tell you one thing, though. Cleveland, expect to suck again. Until Baker Mayfield steps on the field. We'll get into that a bit later. Uh Pet the farm on Pittsburgh. Everyone in Buffalo is. Tyrod Taylor is not only just starting, he's got a dislocated finger. Thanks to Hard Knocks, the best show ever. Oh, my God. I'm here with the voice of God, Brent Waits. Hello, hello. Uh, we both love Hard Knocks. We love watching pretty much everything. In fact, uh, big advocate for the Mike Lombardi podcast. What's the name of that again? Uh, the Ringer Podcast Network, GM Street. Gives you a little inside view of, it's, it's just it's not a talking head. He's worked in the industry. He's been a GM. He's been in you know the draft room with Belichick. It's it's very cool. Exactly. It's real. It's bullsmithless. If you didn't listen to last episode, instead of saying shit, we're gonna say Smith after Alex Smith, who's gonna have a Smith year. <laughs> oh, Those man. views are not my own. Um, Hard knocks. If you haven't checked it out, you'll uh, as Voice of God puts it, you'll figure out why the Cleveland Browns suck so much pretty quick. Yeah, it's not hard to. Not hard to see. A um, couple of, you know, dated ideologies in their coaching staff. And, yeah, just Hugh Jackson. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, they're going to suck. Hugh Jackson, the balloon of a, of a head coach. <laughs> just wants to be everyone's best friend. Yep. Uh, also, I just like any show that has, like, a massive symphony behind it. HBO really does a great job. Did you see that? Uh, I think it was two episodes ago now. But that, like, the pass that Baker Mayfield throws that was in slow-mo for, like, 35 seconds for like a may probably a minute. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, this is gonna be a shit episode. <laughs> they really delayed this. <laughs> I was also hoping that the pass was like 10 yards, you know, ahead of the re- receiver and they dove and just missed it. Yeah, <laughs> would have been way funnier. <laughs> but I was like, oh, god, they're, they're really drawing this out. I think anytime that there's professional cameras filming something you do in absolute crazy 5k slow motion, I mean, you're doing pretty good in life, you know. Um, yep, yep. Anyway, until Baker starts, Cleveland's still a joke. Keep in mind, it's a quarterback league. And uh, QB quarterback rating, as Troy Aikman so eloquently puts it, is stupid. Uh, it rewards such a high rating for not throwing interceptions. Not necessarily doing great quarterback play, but just not throwing interceptions. So getting sacked, throwing it out of bounds, throwing it on third and 15 to the guy who's you know two yards away and just going to fourth down. It's, it's an imperfect measure, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers has the highest rating of all time over his career. Yes, so it's that's fine. But you useless. know who's like right behind him? Tyrod Farvin Taylor. Uh, we're going to have to fact <laughs> Maybe not right behind him, but He's not the even point close. is they are so far apart in actual good quarterback play, effective quarterback play that can win you games, yet the QBR is somewhat close. And we'll move on from there because <laughs> we, this could be the whole podcast debating <laughs> Tyrod as a serviceable quarterback. He's not. Probably won't win you a Super Bowl, but. By the way, I had three rules, to, three rule changes to save baseball last week. Check out our podcast uh, previous episode to listen to them. Baseball still isn't called yet. Um, they know they suck. I mean, I know they're busy leading into their playoffs. That you know is actually somewhat good, but uh, God, the regular season of your teams out is unwatchable. I'd rather watch the Shopping Channel selling necklaces. I already have, and I don't have any necklaces. Any man who does past the age of twenty-five, I question some stuff there. Um, yeah. Man, so much stuff going on. There's so much random, stupid speculation going on in the media world and the fan world. We're going to try to clear some of that up for you. Uh, power rankings are very stupid. Uh, Vegas loves 
power rankings because it gives uninformed opinions to a lot of people putting money down. So we'll try to help you out with that. Uh, power rankings are usually based on how a team stands right now. Even if last season they didn't have a quarterback. What have you done for me lately? Exactly. Well, the point is on Sunday, all those power rankings are redundant because they have to play each other. Also, football is a matchup thing. You don't just line up all the rosters and win the Super Bowl. The week, the week one, the post-week one power rankings are pretty hilarious. Right. It's like, <laughs> oh, this team won. Half, like, the, half the teams are 0-1. For half instance, the... The Philadelphia Eagles are number one in the power rankings, going in with their backup quarterback, who's slightly injured, missing their top receiver, and uh, Nola Garrett Blount. Yeah, yeah. You, made it, you made it. He's learning. Yeah. He's learning, folks. October 17th coming up. All right, I'm getting the lingo down. Um, woo! Good time to beat Candadian. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. I got some bold calls to make, just because I've been hearing a lot of unbold calls, a lot of... Uh, a lot, of, a lot of dumb media making bold calls. Like, I don't know, just like aren't packs and Lynch being a good quarterback one day. Hey, I wasn't the only one who thought that a couple no of years ago. No longer a member of the Broncos. <laughs> no. They ran him out of town. He sold his house. Yep. You take a look on Kijiji. Now, me, John Elway, pretty good at quarterbacking and stuff. Uh, as pretty, well as pretty impulsive. Jerry Jones, maybe. Okay, debatable there. I wasn't the only one who thought that he looked good because based on physical tools. He was tall. He was mobile. He was somewhat accurate in long and deep throws. Apparently, he's about as smart as my pinky finger. <laughs> and as about as His name's Paxton. About his he was baptized <laughs> under a can of Mountain Dew, okay? <laughs> Come on. Should have seen it coming. The smart yeah. guys did. The guys that win fantasy leagues did. Apparently, his confidence is just shot as well. Um... He, he went to the Brock Osweiler school of not banging your wife and, you know. <laughs> and, and, yeah, but, like, that quarterback room, we laughed about it last year. It was Peterman, <laughs> Mar, uh, Peterman, Paxton Lynch, and Osweiler. Yep. Like, what the fuck did they, Favre, did they do in there? Right. Like, Three, X's and O's. Like, yeah. Like, there's no, there's, you know, Elway was probably, like, you know, showing him how to put some zip on it. Like, just eventually, running think, them through drills. I think he like, was showing him how to pee standing up eventually. <laughs> God lacks some serious testosterone. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, I got some bold calls, and I'll see, I'll see if you agree with them, uh, Mr. God, or voice of. All right. You're going to hate this one, but I am deadly accurate on this, even though I love Carson Wentz. Are you ready for this? No. Both NFC Championship teams will miss the playoffs. Yep. You just sharded yourself, didn't you? Or smithed yourself in your pants. You're mad at me because you know what? I'm right. Everyone loves the Vikings. Everyone says, oh, they got all the tools to get right back to where they do. No, they don't. First of all, Aaron Rodgers is healthy again. Okay? That's two losses right there in my mind. With a better team. So watch out for the Packers. They're going to win that division again. They are definitely not the better team, but I believe they'll probably get the two W's. Yes, and even, even though like Kirk Cousins a bit, a bit more than Case Keenum, they now have a first place schedule. It's going to be a bit harder. Vikings will miss the playoffs. Rodgers will take the division, and that wild card hunt in the NFC is stacked. We'll get into that a bit later. Also, the Eagles. Ooh, I just don't like it. Bad vibes. They look a bit complacent. They look like, look, they were the hungriest city, hungriest team in the league last year. I don't sense that. They, I don't care if it's preseason. No, they're, they're happy with their win. Yes. They, they hung up a Super Bowl champion right. banner in their locker room. Malcolm Jensen, Jenkins yes. is he's like, get this, get this Smith out of here. Right. That was last year. We, you know, also we lost, work to do. Also lost their offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, to be head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and their quarterback coach, who went with him. Also missing Alshon Jeffrey for the first few games, their number and, one receiver. And Carson freaking Wentz. Also Carson Wentz. Yeah. I, don't, I think they got off to a troubled start, and the NFC is stacked. So even if they miss it by a game, they are not making it to the dance. You heard it here first. Also, Dallas will fire their coach. I know I said that a couple weeks ago, but I'm just sure of it now. Dallas is going to be a dumpster fire this year. Zeke's going to have a good year. No O-line. No Zeke being a rock star. It all come down to Dak and Dak. Just Travis Frederick, not no O-line. Yeah, well, Zach I, Martin's back. Yeah, I don't like him. I don't like him. They got a tough schedule. Again, the NFC stacked. Unless you are rocking and rolling, you're going to have problems. And I think Jason Garrett's message is lost now because he says the same thing. He's Jerry's puppet. He's, he's there for life. He's, he's nothing. He's, he's 
again, he's he, if Brock Osweiler he doesn't is a, call is a co- a play. he doesn't co- call a plays. No, he doesn't do anything. He's a cheerleader. And that's why Jerry loves him. He's a he's a boobless cheerleader. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's the bizarro Jimmy Johnson. He doesn't do anything. Your his hands hurt from clapping. That's what yeah. he does. He goes home to his wife and he's like, "Honey, I'm not going to sleep with you again. Just can I get some uh, ice for my hands? I've been clapping for my team all day." They're going to fire their coach. Uh KC's going to going to get off to an insanely hot start. They've always had the best offensive coach at the start of the season because Andy Pre- Reid prepares excellently. They just never had an arm that could truly use the mind of Andy Reid to stretch the field. They have one of the fastest receivers in the league, Tyreek Hill. They got Travis Kelsey, arguably the second best tight end in the league. And uh, now they got an arm and a... F- Sammy Gil- Watkins for fun. Yeah, and, and Sammy Watkins, pick. a nice big target for him. The guy's still ton- as loaded much, with talent. As much as I hated on Kansas City last year, this is how much I love them. Got Mahomes in our fantasy draft last night, voice of God. And I know that pissed you off because there was a chat and you told me. Yep. He was one of my guys. Yeah. Yep. If you listen to the fantasy special... I, yeah, you know, by the way, we had a great fantasy special, Voice of God. Uh, letting everyone know, look, it's the start of the season. Never has fantasy information been more relevant than before your draft. If you haven't listened to it yet and you haven't had your draft, check out Look Who's Talking on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And remember to rate and review. Uh, like us on everything. <laughs> Just come find us in Toronto. Pat us in the back probably and give us the thumbs too. up. And share us with your friends. Uh, look, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of poopy, smithy podcasts out there. This one's pretty far and good. Share it. Tell your friends. And check out the fantasy special if you haven't done your draft yet. If you have, there's some commandments in there from the voice of God that will help you throughout the season. Also, this will lead into my truth of the week after the news. Our final bold call. Oakland's good. And they're going to sneak into the playoffs. Oh! Um... Yeah, one more thing I want to dive right into. Nike is smarter than you. I'm not looking at you, voice of God. I'm saying everybody. All right? To mark, commemorate their 30th anniversary, as you probably saw, they have uh, signed Colin Kaepernick to be the face of it, basically with the, with the description of believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. A lot of funny memes to that, too. <laughs> but uh, look, look in your history books, folks. If you are a peaceful protester of some sort of civil rights or equal rights, history remembers you as a hero. It's long-term thinking. Nike's been around for a long time. Everybody's talking about him today. Like it, love it, burn the shoes, you're still advertising Nike. And you will come off as the person who didn't see, you know, the bigger side of it all, and Nike will win. Yeah, it's 2018, like... Yeah, give your head a shake, folks. It is a peaceful protest. It's supposed to slightly bug you without hurting you, okay? You don't like it because your world's fine, and you would just like your football players standing for the national anthem. Sure, but you know what? Not everyone's world is fine. I'm not saying Kaepernick is Gandhi. He might have even accidentally sort of stumbled upon this idea, but the point is it caught. It did something, and police brutality is a real thing. It's not for everybody, but it's not supposed to be. You're not supposed to like protests. Nike's smarter than you. And history will show that Cap and Nike were on the right side of things. And with the tweets the NFL sent out today, they're starting to turn their tide, being absolutely against Cap, and actually more saying a bit of a taking a deeper thought process to the whole thing and saying, you know what, these issues he's brought up are important. That's what they should have said a year and a half ago. Enough wrongs eventually can make a right. Nike's smarter than you. Make shoes. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get into a few picks and a bunch of season-long bets and a, a couple of crazy predictions that I'm going to give you that aren't so crazy, we're moving on to our News That Matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right, folks. Like we said, it's the start of the NFL season. We are super fired up. A couple quick headlines to mention since we last spoke. Khalil Mack is now the richest NFL defensive player in the history of the game. He just signed a six-year, $141 million contract with the Chicago Bears. Good Lord. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that must really suck, having to play him twice a year. Uh, $90 million of that is guaranteed. So the 2016 Defensive Player of the Year and perennial All-Pro has left the building in Oakland. Uh, Gruden, again, has you know really putting a stamp on this team. Uh, you know, a lot of, you know, obviously... 
he's an incredible player that you'd love to have on your team. He's one of those game wreckers, those Von Millers, those Aaron Donalds, who also got paid. Shout out AD. Um, but yeah, so he is now a member, he, one of the one of the newest monsters of the midway. And uh, yeah, just going to be terrorizing Aaron Rodgers and his, you know, healed up collarbones. Other news, Mr. Teddy Bridgewater is now a member of the New Orleans Saints. He got shipped down there from the Jets. Kind of a funny story, actually. He was, uh, he was on the on the road, on the team bus to the next preseason game, and I guess he got a little tap on the shoulder, like, yeah, Teddy, you've actually been traded. Uh, you got to get to New Orleans, which, I mean, must have been great news, get, getting out of you know, New York to go down to New Orleans and work with Drew Brees and Sean Payton, one of the smartest offensive minds in football. Uh, great move for the Saints. They now, you know, have a succession plan to Drew Brees. You know, he's only got a year or two left, uh, you know, a couple of years in the league playing at the level he is. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater isn't terrible. He, you know, did take uh, the Minnesota Vikings to the playoffs and is, yeah, he's a serviceable quarterback. Jeff might not love him, but he can get the job done for you. I agree with this move 100%. Again, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater has the arm. I've never thought that as far as being my franchise quarterback. But one thing that Philadelphia proved last year, and I'm going to delve into a bit later, is you need a plan B. You need two. The, 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 the era where the Colts had Peyton Manning, and then when he went down, they had some janitor as their backup quarterback – and millions of dollars and an entire year of investment by the entire Colts organization just went up in smoke because they didn't honor the plan B, the backup quarterback position. Carson Wentz gets hurt with three weeks left in the season. All should be done, right? Yep. NFL rules state you can't win a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. But they did. They beat the Patriots doing it too. So, yes, succession plan? Absolutely. If Breeze happens to go down because he's 50, hey, you don't got some rookie in there. You're not signing Brett Favre off the street, which I always agree with. Someone in the NFL do it. I will streak through the city. I'll be so happy. Um, no, you got a guy who's been in your locker room, knows the plays, knows the offense, and is a four-year pro. Ready to go. Love it. Uh, yep. No. Also, he has the name of a soul singer. If he ever quits football one day, he should go into blues. T-Bridge. This one's called Rhythm by Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, post-NFL. There you go. Um, others, some quick little tidbits of news here. Lev Bell still has not reported to Steelers camp. Um, you know, obviously he's been in sort of contract negotiations for the past several seasons. They want to give him the franchise take again. His, you know, previously his, his agent has already made it clear that he's not going to be returning as a Steeler um, after this season. Um, but I think it was, yeah, Marquise Pouncey uh, tweeted out that he's going to be coming in the building I'm sure, I don't know, they probably, you know, texted. They're probably boys. Um, and he misses out on a lot of money if he's not there by Wednesday. So take a look for him Wednesday. Um, I really hope he shows up because he might have a shitty first week of fantasy, but he's definitely on my team and a couple others. Every, yeah. A lot of others. So. His, his game check is $855,000. Yeah, I think it's one on, seventeenth of $14.5 million. Right, that's his franchise tender. Yeah. And again, the Pittsburgh could say whatever they want. If Lev Bell's super healthy... And has another rock star season. Like last year, he held out all training camp, came back, and he was almost well, the MVP. Well, he has to. He's, he was almost the MVP of the league. He has to prove his worth to the, the next suitor, Shh. the next team. Sure. I, again, I could see Pittsburgh maybe keeping him, especially no. if they no, happen to win the Super Bowl. He's gone. I think there's too much bad blood there. But I do I do like his uh, – I think they're going to run him into the ground like Dallas a la DeMarco Murray a couple of years ago yeah. when they didn't want to pay him when the deal was up. But uh, moving on, uh, Jalen Ramsey continues to sound off on any great – NFL player. Uh, no one is literally safe this time. Gronk was the victim. Uh, he called him, you know, he's not good. He's overrated. Uh, to which, you know, that hit close to home. Being a Pats fan, I had to call him out. I immediately uh, put him on blast on Twitter. Saw that. Which he was probably really hurt by. Yeah, I he, understand he's that. Crying. He's crying. Um, deciding his but response. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you keep, keep Gronk's name out your mouth, okay? They're second year all pro player. Gronk is already the best tight end and most dominant player to ever play his position. So let's, yeah, let's see you keep up last year's success. And I said, good luck making the playoffs this year. So. Right. Peace, Jalen Ramsey. Love it, though. Keep it up. Like, whether you're right or wrong. Someone's going to respond. I really. love that you're just talking honestly like you've had six drinks on at Christmas and you're bored of the potatoes. Oh, it's great. It's great. Let me tell you how I really feel. <laughs> love it. Yeah, keep it up. 
All right, sweet. Ah, thank you, Voice of God. And again, if you missed the fantasy special and you did a draft anyway, you're a far of an idiot. Check it out. Listen to it. Uh, it'll do you wonders. Uh, by the way, just in case you're wondering, Weird Mike is not dead. <laughs> we are on location here at Deer Rehearsed Resort for the World Water Ski Championships. And uh, it was a long trek for Weird Mike. He's doing weird stuff in the city. But he's fired up for the NFL season and we'll be getting his weird pick to you ASAP. What's up to all my weirdos out there? Weird Mike coming at you. Week one with his weird pick. I'd be there in person, but they don't allow people like me in places like this. My uh, dear Hearst membership was revoked uh, on my 25th birthday, I think. Uh, hashtag wild night. You know what I mean? Down to business. Weird pick of the week. We finished strong last year, if you don't remember. 4-0 to close out the regular season. 3-1 in the playoffs. Big splash in the Super Bowl. We're starting hot this year. Week one, weird pick. Denver Broncos, minus three at home versus the Seattle Sea Chickens. Everybody's down on Denver this year. Not at the start of the year. They've been sitting and chilling and prepping and working out in altitude all summer. In come the Seahawks, depleted. No receivers, no O-line, no running game. Legion of Boom, Gonzo. Pete Carroll on the hot seat. All they got is Russell Wilson. It's not enough week one. Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, Rush Edgers. Bring the noise at mile high. Broncos roll. Minus three. The key to the victory. Altitude. Season training. Four into the Seahawks. They're there once every eight years. It matters. Broncos been there every day for the last three to four months. Case Keenum isn't the best, but he's good enough to beat a mediocre Seattle team still figuring out its identity. Lock it up. Denver, minus three. Weird, peak, weird pick. Gets on track to start the year. Take it away, Hugh. Uh, also, his survivor pick for this week, he's going to be doing survi a survivor pick. If you don't know what a survivor is, you pick one team every week that's not going to lose, uh, and you can't pick the same team twice all season. He's picking the New Orleans Saints. Somewhat of a safe survivor pick, but sometimes that's the smart thing to do. And Weird Mike doesn't do smart things, so that's kind of weird for him. That's why it's a weird survivor pick. All right, you mentioned Khalil Mack in the news. And that leads me right into my Try of the Week! Hey. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. All right. The truth of the week, folks, is that John Gruden is right. You just don't like that it's John Gruden doing it. If the news was the Patriots and Bill Belichick have traded Khalil Mack for two first-round picks rather than signing him to the richest defensive deal in NFL history, I think the tune would be a bit different. I think everyone would be saying, ah, oh, it's smart football. That's what the Patriots do. Because you know what? That is what the Patriots do. Do you think Belichick would have signed Mack? I don't. Look at the Patriots' last decade of dominance or 13 years of dominance in the NFL. Have they had one rock star defensive end or one rock star linebacker who was there for the whole tenure? No. He gets the best out of the guys while they are financially viable to his team. Rotates them in on four-year stints from being rookies and then lets them go get paid because he got maybe not the absolute four prime years of their careers, but he got most likely the healthiest. Their fast twitch muscles were the fastest because they're younger. When you have to tackle guys all game, every game, eventually you will slightly break down. First couple years of this Mac deal, you're probably still going to get prime Mac. At some point, he's probably going to get hurt. That's the way linebackers go. There's one generational linebacker a year that can maybe win you a Super Bowl. And if he's not Ray Lewis, I don't think I'm signing to $141 million. Also, keep this in mind. John Gruden has more job security than anybody in the Farvin League. 
Bell Belichick, well, he could probably retire when he wants, but the point is he won't be around that long. He's not necessarily thinking of the absolute long-term future of his own Patriots. I mean, but he's in the same ballpark. Mike Tomlin, the Steelers don't really fire coaches. They let them walk away to be with their family eventually. Maybe Doug Peterson, he just won a Super Bowl in Philly. He could pretty much write his own check for the next at least you know four or five years. John Gruden has been signed to a 10-year, $100 million deal. He's a coach. It's guaranteed. They won't fire him for at least six. So does he want the next six years with roughly 10% of the impend- of the, the salary cap going into these next six years being allocated to this linebacker who, don't get me wrong, an all-pro, possibly one of the best. But we are becoming more and more and more and more an offensive league. We just watched a Super Bowl where a backup quarterback set NFL records. Versus Tom Brady, who was also setting NFL records. It was the highest scoring Super Bowl of all time. Name the inside, the linebackers on each of those teams. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just not saying they're Ferraris. The point is, you don't need to pay Ferrari money when a Mazda will probably do the job. Spread out your wealth. Gruden's right. Belichick wouldn't, wouldn't have signed Mac either. You just let him go. He let Belichick let Chandler Jones go when he was basically emerging as the best pass rusher in the league. He went to Arizona and led the league in sacks. How'd Arizona do? That's the point I'm getting at. What, do you, what are you trying to do? You're trying to win Super Bowls. And in the league now, and especially the league going forward, it is an offensive league, whether you like it or not. The rules are shaped more for the offense. I'm not saying that he's going to use all this money he would have spent on Mac to spend on only offense. We don't see Belichick having some $14, $15 million linebacker on his roster. Check out the Pat's salary cap. Besides Tom Brady, there's only one guy who makes over 10, or two guys that make over 10 million on the roster. Rob Gronkowski, because he's a Hall of Famer in his position, and he's Tom's best weapon. You can pretty much fill in the receivers as much as you want, as long as I can throw to Gronk on the inside of the field. Then there's uh, Stefan Gilmore, which was kind of the random signing. He makes 12 million a year, but the Pats, they realized they were lacking in defense, needed a shutdown corner because then they could fill the, fill the other 10 guys adequately. Not really, didn't really work out for them. He's looked great in camp. But he has looked great recently. But the point is, besides Gilmore, their, their Khalil Mack, who's actually not that bad, helped win them a Super Bowl against Atlanta a couple years ago. Da, uh, uh, Dunta Hightower from Alabama. Yeah, he makes about, I, I believe it was 4 or $5 million a year. You know what? He's due for a big paycheck. They're going to let him walk. And just like everyone's saying, you know, Le'Veon Bell... If he's at the top of his game, eh, the Steelers are probably going to let him walk. Anyway, I agree with Gruden. I think the future will prove that that, uh, Gruden's right. Not to mention, if Mitch Trubisky isn't ready, the Bears are going to have to rebuild, and you're going to have the most expensive linebacker holding down that salary cap for you during your rebuild. Here's the other thing. Oakland is not on a rookie quarterback contract. They signed Derek Carr to some hefty money. L.A., the L.A. Rams, they, they are on a, a rookie quarterback contract. They got Jared Goff at $7, 8000000 million a year. So they can afford Aaron Donald for the next few at whatever God knows they're paying him. Look, they were at a, the NFL was at a defensive money party, and everyone was getting high on the punch, and Gruden just left early. I like it. He'll be right, and Oakland's going to make the playoffs because what you're forgetting is Derek Carr is supremely talented. They don't need it. Also, if Khalil Mack's so good, how come Oakland's defense has been Farvin Smith for the past few years? Yes, didn't have a lot of help. I understand that. But he had a defensive coach who was an old linebacker. We just had a telepathic conversation. Yeah, I felt that. That was my rebuttal. I felt that. He didn't have a lot of help. Name one of their corners in the last five years. It uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Gruden's right. Everyone's just hating on him. All right, that was the truth of the week. All right. It is the start of the season. This is the week where you can make a lot of mistakes or you can take advantage of Vegas's. So I'm going to try to take advantage of Vegas's based on the public's current thought on the power rankings of the teams. This is why you can take advantage because Vegas knows that most people are stupid. Don't be stupid. I'll try not to help you be stupid with my Hugh Picks. You. Maybe Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Okay, 
I'm giving you six picks uh, every week. Might mix in some over-unders. Not really comfortable with it yet. Here we go. Number one pick of the week, the gold pick. Pittsburgh over Cleveland. Tyrod is no good. He wasn't good last year. He's not good this year. He got benched for a guy named Nathan Peterman, who chases you down for your library books. <laughs> uh, he got benched for him. That was a real decision. And then they let him go. They made the playoffs and they let him go. They made the playoffs for the first time and the Bills let him go. He's still bad. Uh, until Baker starts, this is a bad team because it's a quarterback league. I don't care how many piece, extra pieces you've added. Tyrod is not going to beat Pittsburgh. By the way, check out the last 20 meetings of Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. Pittsburgh wins. In summary, the best team in the AFC versus the Browns. Yeah. yeah. Who'd have thunk? Exactly. Uh, Antonio Brown's healthy. Lev Bell, according to the captain of the team, basically, Pouncey, will be back. I believe it. I'm not saying he'll be 100%, but he won't need to be. Um... Yeah, I think everyone's kind of drunk on Hard Knocks and Baker, even though he's not playing. And uh, that spread's come down from six points to three and a half points just because of the Love Bell thing. Take advantage. Pittsburgh 27, Cleveland 17. Don't get drunk on the week one punch. Cleveland still sucks. All right, next up. Gave you this pick two weeks ago, and I still love it. The New York Giants are home. Plus three to the Jaguars. I say they're going to win outright. The Giants have upgraded at left guard, right guard. They got Odell Beckham Jr. back at wide receiver, and they've drafted Saquon Barkley, who looks like a little rock star. The Jags are worse at wide receiver. Blake Bortles still sucks. And unless Leonard Fournette can do everything, which I don't think he can, it's not going to be enough. Jaguars lose week one on the road outright. So that's right, take them on a pool ticket. The Giants will win 2017 in a close one. Don't, by the way, this little fantasy tidbit, even though I got him on my team. OBJ will be matched up with Ramsey. As much as Ramsey talks, as much as I kind of chirp him sometimes, he's good. And they'll just won't throw to OBJ that much. They, they won't need to because they got Shepard, they got Ebron at tight end, and they got Barkley. Giants! Okay, next pick. <clears throat> Ingram, not at Ebron. Sorry. There we go. Okay. On Sunday Night Football, we got the Green Bay Packers, minus 7.5. They got to win by 7.5 points uh, over Chicago, division opponent. Now, I'm taking Chicago. I like them to keep this game close. I like their coach. I like their running back. And I like their defensive line and offensive line. And now, I love their linebackers. As much as I think Oakland won this trade, long term, short term, got one of the best linebackers on the planet right now, hopefully starting week one. Uh, even if he's not, again, if he does get announced that he's starting, that line will probably move maybe one point to seven or six and a half. Take it now. It's going to be a tight one. Green Bay still doesn't have a great defense. They won't be able to get Chicago off the field. Green Bay 23, Chicago 17. Jimmy Graham, definitely a touchdown that game. Take that on a prop bet if you like. He's a massive target. Aaron Rodgers can hit massive targets better than Russell Wilson can. He'll look like the New Orleans Saints, Jimmy Graham again. Okay. Uh, our fourth pick. Yep, fourth pick. We got Carolina minus three at home to Dallas. Love Carolina here. They're not going to destroy them, but they're going to win the game. Luke Keekley back. And we got Christian McCaffrey with a new offensive coordinator, which is something I want to talk about a little later in the show. If you have a new offensive coordinator, that's one of the under one of the underreported things that really affects games. As Voice of God mentions, look what happened to Atlanta last year. A new offense can really just take you off your rails if you're a train that's riding hard. However, Norv Turner has come to a lot of teams and fixed them in one year. He's been doing this since the triplets with the old Dallas Cowboys back in the 90s. Jimmy Johnson was the defensive guy. Norv Turner was the one giving Emmett Smith the ball all the time. So CMC is going to have a big year. And I like Cam Newton. I like this home team. Carol I also think Dallas is going down. Carolina is going up. And, uh, yeah, it's going to take Dallas a couple weeks to figure out. Bad time to go into Carolina. Carolina wins 24, Dallas 20. Carolina's going to go off to a massive start. I feel like Dallas is going to come back and make this one close at the end. All right, our last pick of the week is the Thursday night football game. I gave you this two weeks ago when it was four points. It is now two and a half because Nick Foles is starting for the Eagles. It is Atlanta plus two and a half in Philadelphia on Thursday night to kick off the season. And what a farming game. 
Even with Nick Foles playing, hey, as he proved, he could play great games. Now, this is where I think Doug Peterson, the still young head coach, is going to struggle without his offensive coordinator, Frank Reich, who left for the Colts, and the quarterback coach who went with him. Nick Foles isn't 100% healthy. Also, didn't know he was starting this week. Atlanta is coming in hungry. They got Calvin Ridley to join uh, Sanu and... Julio Jones. Quintoris Jones. Quintoris Jones. I will, Quintoris Truth. I'm going to name show. my second son after Julio. Julio Hewlett. Woo! Um, yeah, I've been liking this game for <laughs> since they put it on the schedule. Atlanta's going to win outright, and we got it at 27-24 Atlanta and a thriller on Thursday Night Football, which is now on Fox. Woo! So you get Troy Aikman. That's you picks, baby. Love it. You! Uh, we had our... We had our fantasy draft last night. Uh, I got chirped so much on the show last season that I actually somewhat put some time in. I texted a screenshot of me doing a mock draft on Yahoo to the voice of God, who was, I could tell, two parts scared, one part scared and one part proud that I listened to one of his commandments and did a mock draft. And it let me know that I, I somewhat would have to get Joe Mixon earlier than I wanted, which I did. Mostly proud. Yes, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, thank you for yeah mock drafting. It it definitely benefits you out there. I was you know a couple key names came off the board, and you know I'm always looking to see who's taking who, and yeah, more often than not, it was Mr. Jeffrey. So maybe he can pull himself out of fantasy the fantasy dumpster he's been living in for the last little while. Also, I and uh, yeah, I mean you didn't auto draft this year. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that helps. I even changed my name to let you guys know that I'm like I'm really into this. Yeah. From Jeff Hewlett's team to the Potion Bringers. <laughs> if you don't know what that's from, by the way, that's from the original NFL bad lip reading, which is high quality. The one that has YouTube about 200 million more views than all the others. Yeah. The others are great, but that first one is a masterpiece. Yeah. That's Peyton Manning, whatever the hell he's you actually saying. You brought your potion. You brought your potion. It's going to make you play good. And, and you brought yours too. So we're, we're, we're good. Watch out for the potion bringers. Woo! Also, I just love drafting anything. That's what I realized, man. I would have done 10 mock drafts, drafts if I'm just great. bored. No, that's why I'm addicted to them. Oh, of course. Uh, I've done just south of 100 this year. I mean, um, <laughs> I drafted all my leagues. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's great. Really uh, lets you know sort of everybody's ADP and the risers and fallers of the week. We, um, but yeah, it's fantasy season. It's my favorite time of the year. Um, it's it's great. I redownload that app on my phone, and it's it's just like wow, you've been missing this. You know, oh yeah, this weird off season. It's one of the saddest days when I have to delete it after you know you the league is over for the year. Um, but yeah, it's early. Hopefully, you listen to the fantasy special and you know uh, crushed your draft. Let us know how you did. Uh, reach out, hit me up on Twitter at the fantasy vog, uh, or look who's talking. We can uh, slide into our DMs, get back to us. I want let's see, yeah, let's see who you got. But um, a couple hot pickups uh, for this week that probably went undrafted, especially if you're in like a stupid work league where people are not great at it. And doing um, work and stuff. Yeah. Idiots. Just accountants <laughs> that draft and yeah. only know like five players in the league. Um, but uh, Matt Burita, he should have been drafted, but he is the running back uh, replacement for Jarek McKinnon, who is out for the season with a torn ACL. Um, I snagged him late. A lot of people kind of forgot he existed. He's not a, you know, he's never been a highly scouted sexy pick he's under 200 pounds which might not bode well for his long-term value this season he's a prime you know uh pick him up now and trade him while he's hot uh, but he's been practicing with the ones he will be the starter the team has announced so matt Breida, also james connor the backup running back for the pittsburgh steelers aka lev bell's backup his handcuff um if the lev bell owner didn't draft him again not smart and yeah Pick them up and hold them, dangle them over the Lev Bell owner like ransom uh, for another solid pick in an area you may be lacking. One last pick moving to the wide receiver. Jeff, you've talked about this guy already. I loved him. I picked him up in just about every league. Mr. Cortland Sutton. Love him. The absolute physical specimen, the soon-to-be touchdown machine out in uh, the Rocky Mountains of Denver with Case Keenum. The guy's just... Demarius is on the decline. That's that's a fact. Emmanuel Sanders is going to, you know, get some a lot of slot work, but Cortland Sutton is... He, he's got a lot of potential, and he's just a huge beast that good luck any corner really is trying to cover him. So Cortland Sutton, baby. By the way, the flyer. By the way, the one league that you didn't get him in was ours because I got him. And ah. I just wish it was a keeper league because he's going to show... Such potential this season, but his touches won't be as high as I like. 
next year when either Demarius or Emmanuel happens probably gone. He's going to be the rock star for Denver for a long time. He looks like a young Terrell Owens. Watches YouTube tape. More importantly, watch week one. Uh, he might not get as many targets as he deserves, but he's farming awesome. Cortland Sutton, you heard it here first. Love saying that, by the way. You heard it here first. Also, I just love drafts. I mentioned this before. We had a bonfire at uh, the cottage the other night on the long weekend. And even our producer, Huck Media, was there. And we were just having a couple of wobbly pops by the fire. And we drafted actors. The best actors of all time. Oh, this was pissed yeah. I missed that. Oh, it was great. It was oh, great. That's awesome. Yeah, I took Harrison Ford in the first round. It was an emotional thing. What? I love him. He's great. He, he was, he's like, he's that's like the, Leo. That's Bob De Niro. No, Come on. Get out of here. He's the coolest guy ever. Jack Ryan. He's Han Solo. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not a Star Wars nerd, but I, I can see it. I'm sorry. Han Solo, is, he's a, a star smuggler, okay? Also, we, did, we tried to do an actress draft. Huck Media had for the first overall pick and couldn't think of a female actress. Like, not just, like, a good one, but one. <laughs> he looked at his girlfriend. He's like, yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> think, Meryl Streep, number one overall. Everybody, think, everybody thinks of Meryl Streep, and then round two, you're screwed. <laughs> Start taking, like, Angela Bassett. Helen Mirren. Al Stella got her groove back. Horrible movie, but I love to just, I love to mimic the title. Every time I... Uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, every time I do something good in life, I'm like, ooh, how Hewlett got his group back. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I got Adrian Peterson, by the way, my fantasy draft, too. High ceiling. Love it. I'm getting chirped a lot by everybody, but... Uh, no, if, he was a late if pick. If he shows week one, he could be the bell cow back. You don't think Jay Gruden on the Redskins is going to give it to him? Anyway. Okay. Speaking of uh, backup quarterbacks, as we were talking about earlier, like with Teddy Bridgewater, look... There's a lot of old quarterbacks in the league, and everybody's writing about it, how the age, the general age of quarterbacking has gone up. Tom Brady, you know, defying the laws of human aging. And, uh, you know, Ben, Big Ben's old. Phillip Rivers has, like, eight kids. He has grandkids now. He's still playing. Uh, Joe Flacco, you know, took his back brace off, got his cane out, and realized they drafted a quarterback in the first round. He's actually looking good. But coming off back, a back injury. Probably go down again. Alex Smith. I mean, we all know how I think about him. He's a big pile of bullsmith. And uh, Drew Brees. Anyway, these are old guys. What's your backup plan look like? I feel like a lot of these Super Bowl contending teams are going to be relying, as we've seen before, on their backup plan. And I'm just going to tell you who I love, whose backup plan I really like. The Packers have Deshaun Kaiser. Yes. He was 0-15 last year on the Cleveland Browns. But Mike McCarthy saw the same thing as me and said, if I could have picked Deshaun Kaiser in the first round this year, I would have. The guy has a lot of wonderful tools. Now, I never saw him on Hard Knocks. I don't know what kind of guy he is. Maybe he's as smart as a, as a peanut like Paxton Lynch ended up being. But the tools he showed me on the field, a lot of these interceptions he threw were tipped balls. Uh... He didn't have the best O-line play. Cleveland, by the way, still doesn't have a great O-line, which is why Pittsburgh's going to just run amok on them. I like the Cleveland defense. Don't get me wrong, but uh, they're still screwed. Deshaun Kaiser, backup quarterback on the Packers. They got rid of Brett Hundley for a reason. Mike McCarthy knows what he's doing more than Hugh Jackson. I like Kaiser. Also, uh, Mason Rudolph, the rookie on the Steelers, he won't necessarily be second on the uh, death chart, but I believe if Big Ben does get hurt, you'd see Mason Rudolph in there. Um, pretty quickly. Uh, the Pats back up. May as well be Weird Mike. <laughs> Who the hell is it? Brady better wear sh hockey pads out there because they are all in on Tom. Brian Hoyer, baby. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yep. Hey, they, yeah, they, the they year, what? The year Tom was out, was, I, they were like, you know what? Yeah, they got like 10 wins with, with Matt Castle. Mallet. Right. Was it Mallet? No, it was Castle. It was Matt Castle. Correction. By the way, my comparison to Matt Castle, Jimmy Garoppolo. I still don't understand it. I know I might be wrong. No, I you are. No, don't no, no, believe it yet. I don't believe it yet. I know he, he looks the part. He speaks the part. They showed so that that's, they had that sound effects. Uh, Everyone part. who's ever been near him has only incredible things to say. Yep. He routinely shredded the Pats' number one defense in yep. practice. Brock Eisweiler was started, uh, 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 was no, started no. for Peyton Manning. You're not Manning. allowed to talk. I'm You're just saying, six NFL games. Six NFL games is not enough to give someone 150 million dollars. I don't care how good you look. Okay, I could go on six dates with a girl, and she could think that I am 
James freaking Bond, okay? It's a going rate. The point That's is, at some point, you show be. your true self, like Brock did, like Jimmy G, I think, will. At least he'll struggle. $150 million, you played six Farvin games. Relax! Um, yeah, so who's your plan B? I think it'll come down to that. The Baltimore Ravens have a good plan B and a decent plan C, so they're not in as much trouble as everyone. RG3 makes the team. I like that, by the way. All right. It's the start of the season. We can only do this once. There's a couple of full-season picks slash bets that you can make. Now that gambling is absolutely legal uh, on sports, uh, we figure there's a bunch more of you that are doing it. Or those of you that are always doing it are just even more fired up now because you can talk about it at work without the lady giving you a weird look because she plays the lottery too, so shut the farve up. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Weird Mike was about this earlier. By the way, he picked the Washington Redskins to, to win over five and a half games. That number is now up to seven. So we're going to have to readjust that bet, Weird Mike. Uh, okay, I like the Bengals to win over seven games. Seven is a push. So if they win seven games, you don't lose any money. I like the Bengals. They got a great defensive line. They got John Ross back healthy as a second receiver to A.J. Green. Dalton looks good. And they got the same coach, same offensive coordinator, and one of the best underrated uh, running backs in the league, Joe Mixon, who's going to get a lot more carries this year because their offensive coordinator does not like to split carries three ways. Joe Mixon's their bell cow back, and he looks the part. He looks like a young Adrian Peterson. Unfortunately, he's a dickhead and did some really horrible stuff to a woman in college, or he would have been drafted way higher. The Bengals took a chance on him, slash they just kind of need to. And as they proved with Pac-Man Jones in the past, they do that. They give people second chances because they figure that they can get them at a decent value, and they are a cheap team. Always have been, always will be at Cincinnati. But I think they're going to win more than seven games. Also, you heard this from the Herd, who I'm a big fan of. New York Giants will win over seven and a half wins. I think that's just the dumbest number on there. They're totally healthy. They're better at every position. they got a better coach. And uh, Eli's not as bad as everyone thought last year. He'll be the comeback player of the year. I believe in Eli. And I'm going to run for him. Just probably on a half marathon. I'll get into that later. Apparently, they're really hard. You have to really train for them like normally. Um, we're going to give it a go, though. Team, I will. Okay, the 49ers under eight and a half wins. That's right. Jimmy G. I, if you are predicted to win more games than you've ever started and you're the starting quarterback for your team, I don't like it. I think that's a ba- uh, bad value pick to pick them over. I'm taking the under. All right. Super Bowl odds to win the Super Bowl. My pick to win the Super Bowl, as I mentioned in the past two episodes, and I'm sticking with it, is the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Atlanta Falcons 31-30 in a thriller. So Pittsburgh, my pick, plus 700. Not bad value, but not great. If they lose a couple games early, that'll go way up, and they're still going to win that division, so you might want to wait. Green Bay, plus 1,000. You got the best arm in the league. You always got a chance. That's not bad. Atlanta, my team that I'm picking to get there, at plus 1,200. By the way, if you don't know how this works, 100 bucks wins you 1,200. That's why plus 1,200 is based on a $100 bet. It's also a fun thing to do if you happen to be in Vegas, like right now. Uh, the New York Giants, with a bunch of rock stars on their team, plus 3,000. That's the herd dark horse, and I like it too. Also, Carolina. This one doesn't make sense to me. Carolina Panthers, with Luke Keekley back and a good-looking team. North Turner is the offensive coordinator. Healthy Cam Newton, out to prove something. Look, if you have an MVP quarterback on your team and he's healthy, you have a chance. That's just the way it works. There's about 10 teams that don't have a chance, and Vegas knows who they are. Carolina, plus 3,000. And again, the Bengals, they're probably not going to do it, but plus 6,000, they're not that bad. They're not the Browns. Don't confuse your Ohio teams. Also, don't bet on Cincinnati if you like money. Yes. I'll recommend that one. The Red Rifle, no. Okay, so just I'm just saying all your favorite sports networks and TV per- talking heads and their power rankings, ignore them, Okay. In Vegas' eyes, these are the 10 worst teams in the league because these are the top 10 teams who have the highest odds to win the Super Bowl. So if your team's playing one of these teams, you should be excited. They're probably going to win. Also, if a team that you're betting on is playing one of these teams, I like it too. In order, Vegas' top 10 worst teams in the league and the only power rankings you should care about. Number one, the Miami Dolphins. Number two, the Arizona Cardinals. Number three, the New York Jets. Love Sam Darnold, but they are years away. They're going to give away at least nine games this year. Probably more. Number four, the Bears. Great linebacker. Unproven offense. Trubisky, throw more than one touchdown pass in a game. Right. Hasn't done it yet. Right. So a lot to prove still. Number five, the Bengals. That's the one I kind of disagree with. I think they're on the uprise this year. 
Number six, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably the only cakewalk in the NFC, or at least one of them. Uh, number seven, Cleveland. Absolutely still suck. Uh, I, I, I like their defense. I really like their defense. I don't want to touch their offense until Baker gets in. From reasons I mentioned before. Tyrod is, uh, never mind. Uh, number eight, the Bills. Agree with it. Not that good. <laughs> uh, number nine, the Washington Redskins. They got a uh, pile of Bullsmith as their quarterback. Weirdest four-year contract I've ever seen in my life. Also, they'll be rebuilding in two years. This is literally just like a prolonged rebuild they're about to do. And 10, Denver, because Vegas doesn't believe in Case Keenum, just like I don't. And there you go, voice of God. Only power ranks you should care about. The 10 cakewalks of the league. If your team's playing them, I probably like it. Okay, going over back to the Lord himself with news that doesn't matter. All right, all right. A little bit of news that doesn't matter. We're going to keep it short and sweet for week one here. Um, so obviously, yeah, we, uh, we talked about some of the bigger deals that happen in the news that does matter. So some of the ones that you may have heard that aren't necessarily headline news. Martavis Bryant, former receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers and most recently the Oakland Raiders. Yes, they're still the Oakland Raiders. Um, he's gone. So well, that, was, that was one of Gruden's first moves. Trade a third-round pick <laughs> for a very troubled diva receiver that can never stay on suspended for jaw love yeah um just arrives with like a bong in his hand like what's yeah, up coach yeah, yeah. Steelers mean i'm ungodly <laughs> talented but yeah what time is it is it practice day um yeah i i've also heard uh some rumblings that there is a, a pending another suspension coming yeah uh hence them parting ways but yeah that's uh that's why people are kind of on the fence with some of the uh, the cleaning house changes that Mr. Gruden is bringing in. Uh, moving on, Roberto Aguayo. Uh, that name might sound familiar because he was the kicker that the Bucks traded up for to get in the first round. Yep. The first time a kicker has, I think, ever been selected in the first round uh, to solve their kicking woes. Ended up being a bit of a bust. It was unfortunate. Us, a lot of people fell in love with him, uh, or the story that was on the first few episodes of Hard Knocks last year with Mr. Dirk Cutter and the Bucks when they just caught him live on air. <laughs> yeah. Like, just gutless. <laughs> but yeah, HBO. Always bringing that <laughs> hey, fire his, content. His name's Dirk Cutter. You know? Yeah. <laughs> gonna... Hey, the wenches won't stand for missed field goals, you know? Yeah. I was going to make a circumcision joke there. Um, <laughs> but moving on. Uh, Antonio Gates is back in the league. Worst job in the world, by the way. Circumcision guy. Was that a yeah. moil? How do you get into that? What? Briss? Yeah, yeah. Like, How do you get into that? Let's... Yeah. Like, what do you want to do with your life? I don't know. Maybe I want to get into, you know, I wanna... maybe be a pediatrician, maybe a veterinarian. Like... Or I'm going to cut pieces of that dick sh- off. That should be. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's got to be like, you know, Sorry, there's, there's heard the serial that. killer test, like tortures small animals. Yeah. Like, no remorse. Like, that's got to be up there. Like, yep. like problem professions. Well, if, my, if one of my friends ever if said to me, you cut like, baby dicks for a living, <laughs> you might, and, and you we, know, we, have a tracker on the, and, from the FBI. And if you're doing you. that to your kids or whatever because of religious reasons and whatever, like, hey, do what you got to do. It's your family, okay? I'm saying that the profession that does that is weird. If one of my buddies ever said to me, like, yeah, I'm thinking of becoming a moil. How do they keep like, finding people they, to do I, that I, job? Yeah, it's, it's called a moil. Yeah. It I, is. There's I a Seinfeld episode about it. Exactly. I, I would delete your phone number, I think. I don't really want to hang Re- out with you anymore. <laughs> really digressed here. I'm moving back. <laughs> Sorry. Antonio Gates. He is back in the league. The the man that just won't, yeah, won't stay out of the league. Uh, back in sunny San Diego um, with Mr. Phil Rivers, his number one red zone target. So, um, you know, a little unfortunate for all the people that uh, drafted San Diego players a little bit higher on that fact that, uh, you know, there was a lot of red zone targets up for grabs. He's back, but uh, good for the San Diego offense overall. By the and way, yes, I, I'm saying San Diego. I was just going to say, and I know, and everyone forgets. I don't know what you're doing it on purpose, but EA, I, EA Sports forgot. Like in Madden <laughs> I saw that. this year. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, there's San Diego. You know what? That. No one even knows. Like yeah. the fans don't know. Does it matter? Yeah. No, no. You knew who I was talking about. You got it. Um, yeah. Woo! I'm so fired up for the season. I got just a couple predictions that I have to make now before the first game of the year happens. You heard it here first. NFL MVP. His name's Tom Brady. You might have heard of him. Yep, lost a couple receivers. Doesn't matter. He's got the. He's in the worst division in football, and he's never been better at his game. So. He's going to win the division again, probably somewhere around 11, 12 wins. 
and, uh, you know, have just some fantastic interception to touchdown ratio. And he's not Tyrod Taylor. He's actually gunning the ball all over the field. I think he'll have his best season ever, or one of them, and uh, it'll be hard to take the MVP away from him, especially with a depleted offense. Offensive player of the year, Kareem Hunt, because the Chiefs finally have a quarterback that can stretch the field. It'll bring all those safeties back. You'll see less stacked boxes against the Kansas City offense because Mahomes isn't throwing all the checkdowns that Smith will be throwing. Kareem Hunt ran for a boatload of yards last year, received some more. I think with Andy Reid's offense, another year in the league, he's a bit bigger. He's explosive, and he's fast, and uh, he's going to really take advantage of the heightened Kansas City passing game. Keep in mind, a couple years ago, Alex Smith never threw a touchdown to a receiver for the entire year. That actually happened. Right. Mahomes will not have that problem. He'll get that done in the first quarter, I think. Defensive player of the year. Taking a bit of a long shot on this one, but his brothers won it. TJ Watt on the Pittsburgh Steelers, filling in a little bit of Ryan Shazier's role. And he's jacked up a bit. His brothers want it. He knows exactly what to do. He's poised for a big season. Steelers need someone to step up. Why not a Watt? (laughs) Offensive Rookie of the Year. Sexy pick here is Saquon Barkley. You know what? I just, I think Sam Darnold is going to impress so much on the Jets, even with like a seven and nine year. Yeah, quarterbacks just don't win that award. I know they don't. Back and historically. I'm going with Sam Darnold here to surprise even me. And, uh, oh, I thought the pick was Saquon. No, oh, the, okay. the, per- the pick Sam Darnold. Ah. The sexy pick is Saquon, and I would understand if that one happens. Defensive Rookie of the Year. I really like this one, Derwin James. The mm. freak athlete yes. on the San Diego the Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> the lightning bolt. Yeah, things. he kind of slipped in the draft rankings because nobody needed safety. Luckily, the Chargers didn't care. Oh, like, that this was guy's a, a rock star. Should have been a top 10. Uh, the tape of him and everything that's coming out of the... Anyway, I like it. Derwin James. Player. Safety, Chargers. Comeback player of the year. I was going to pick Andrew Luck here because dearest mother, he is poised for a big year. He's not going to have the help. He's in a tough defensive division. I like Eli Manning, who was benched for no particular reason to end the NFL's current Ironman streak last year. it was the ungodly play. Which is ungodly? Odell Beckham Jr. was hurt. He didn't have an O-line. No, Come on! It wasn't his fault. The guy they they sat him for, the two guys they sat him for, Davis Webb and Geno Smith... Gonzo. Ben McAdoo, who sat him. Gonzo. Jeff Hewlett trying to run a half marathon. Probably Gonzo. <laughs> but we might walk some of it. I don't know. We'll work something out. Coach of the year. Okay. Couldn't decide here, but I'm going to go with – I wanted to pick Andy Reid, but they made the playoffs last year. Even though it's Mahomes, they're going to make it. They make the playoffs again this year. But I think they're going to give it to Pete Carroll because the Seahawks are not going to have as bad of a year as everyone thinks. They might even squeak into that NFC playoff picture, which is going to be so tight. I think there'll be a whole bunch of teams at 9-7, and seven, literally getting into the playoffs by point differential. All right? Pete Carroll, Coach of the Year. My Super Bowl is Pittsburgh beats Atlanta 31-30. And, uh, yeah, I got both NFC championship teams missing the playoffs. No Minnesota, no Philly, even though I love Carson Wentz. He's got more rings, just not this year. That team's not hungry. And voice of God, fantasy special was far and wonderful. Uh, I love the commandments even more than the ones from the burning bush. It's not too late, folks. Although Get out there. Uh, you can follow me. I'm back on Twitter. Uh, I didn't like Twitter for a long time. I'm back on it. At Jeff Hewlett, G-E-O-F-F-H-U-L-E-T, all one word. And we got the voice of God. At the fantasy V-O-G and yeah. the show. Yeah. And at who's talking. And at who's talking. As well, we got Weird Mike on Twitter. We taught him how to use a computer. Or even in his phone. The guy's a bit old school, but that's why we like him. And uh, he's on Twitter at, do we know yet? TBD. To be determined. (laughs) Somebody probably has that. He might be lying to us about actually making an account. We don't know. Also, follow us on Instagram at Who's Talking. I'll be giving props, picks for the Thursday Nighter and the Sunday Nighter. Let's make some farmer money, folks. Don't don't listen to other shows because they're full of Bullsmith. (laughs) Baseball, call me. Got some ideas for you. Peace!